Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is season four of Better Let Me Tell You. Every time I sit in this chair, I want to sing Stone Temple Pilots. Well, you should. I know, right? Do it. Do it. I have All a Scott Weiland uh, STP unplugged. Oh, no. But that, that, the, yeah, uh, I was going to say that didn't end well. No, it end well. Well. What did end well is our hiatus. And it's finally <laughs> over. We're back, everybody. Welcome. Season four. Yes. Season four, episode 141. 141. Okay. I promise that this year and you're, this you're season, gonna be on I don't know what was wrong with me last year. I'm like, episode La 167, 162. La Corona. Yeah, La Corona. Blame, La Corona. Blame, it, blame it on the Corona. Yes. And, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to what I'm going to proudly proclaim as fact to one of the only podcast out there where one of the hosts actually spoke to the now president. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And a whole controversy <laughs> a whole happened controversy over that happened because well. at the end of the day, you're a plant. <laughs> right. Right. A big ficus. Uh, the funny thing was that you were a plant of the democratic party. And as our listeners know, I was working for the democratic party during the election, but somehow I did not know about you. This is happening. So, so this was maybe top secret. You know, it was me and Billy Corbin. Yeah. It was in a dossier. I it never was. Received. It was. It was. <laughs> That's a little reference to season, uh, our last season, season three. where Ish was uh, picked to ask then candidate Joe Biden yes. a question in a Miami town hall. And then the next day, everybody was accusing him of being All a plant. All hell broke loose. So, but you know what? But he's enough about that. now. Enough about that. Welcome back, everybody. We're so happy to start season four. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Nothing's happened. 
Nada, ¿verdad? Nothing. Es más, you know what? Listen, laugh, learn. Croqueta, pastelito, cafecito. Thanks for coming in. But before we actually get started, <laughs> we want to thank again everybody for being on this journey with us. Yes. A lot of you have sent us messages telling us like that you can't wait for us to like come back, that you yes. missed us. We're sorry for your podcast withdrawals. Yes. Um, <laughs> but we need a break. We yeah, need a little on. break. Um, <laughs> we always like to take a winter kind of New Year break. Yeah. It's um, funny because you and I actually, today is almost a month to the day that we've seen each other. We actually saw each other a couple days ago. Yeah, but, but before that. But before that, it was almost a month, which yes. is the longest. Yes, the longest. Uh, like, aside from when you lived in Michigan and I lived yes. in New York, yeah. that we had the longest, seen each other. Yeah, but it's a, it's a little a little nice, healthy break. Yes. We come back. It feels good, though, yeah, to, to sit across from you again. And um, So, again, we're so happy everybody is joining us for season four. If you're listening to this, that means you're back. So, thank you so much. Or just joining um, us and feel free to I check can, out I the can't episodes. Be- I, can, I can't believe we're on our fourth season. I know. And we're zeroing in on 150. I mean, if we're this excited about our 150, can you imagine people when they do sitcoms and they get renewed <laughs> for a new season? <laughs> Especially nowadays. Yes. It's like, man, you know. So, starting today's programming, I actually <laughs> wanted to talk about, I wanted to start with something frivolous and okay. funny. Okay. Because, you know, the, last season... There was just so much going on between the yeah. coronavirus and the election. And we'll talk about all that in, in a minute. But I kind of like, this was something that I read the other day. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. For Christmas, now, this past holiday season, right. do you know it's one of the things I got gifted the most? <laughs> and it made total sense. Because I'm like, I bought one in 2021. In 2020, I'm sorry. A Snuggie? An air fryer. Air fryers are all the rage. Still, I feel Still. like that's a very 2018. Like, was the all the rage in 2018? Well, but the thing about I, th- I think that one of the reasons this happened maybe it was because of the coronavirus. Everybody's at home. Everybody's at home. So they were putting like I don't know how many millions and millions of air fryers got sold. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I love about the air fryer story? So. Listeners, do you have an air fryer? Because I have an air fryer. We both have. And I use that shit all the time. It really is good. But it gets the job done. Yes. So I have to give my parents credit. My parents have had an air fryer for like two years. My parents were the ones to get it first too. Yeah. My mother was like, El fredora de aire. Eso es una maravilla. Yes. Yes. And what I love is that my grandmother hates the air fryer. Why? Yo no me gusta esa cosa. Esa cosa sancocha la comida. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, I love it. I love what that. What would my... sancocha be translated in English? Like that sancocha. Poaches? Poaching. Because huevo sancocha was a poached egg. Poaching is the closest thing I can think of. But I mean, poaching is not sancocha. It's not. It's yeah. not. We all know it's yeah. not. Esa cosa sancocha la comida. Esa no sirve para nada. Deja todo seco. Esa no sirve para nada. Si voy a hacer algo en eso, mejor no lo hago. And I'm like, of course you're going to hate the air fryer. Yeah. You know, She's old school. Yeah, of course. Of course. But it's funny because my parents, like when they first got the air fryer, I went up and I started looking like tips on how to uh, use an air fryer. Because the thing is that an air fryer, it gets really hot. Yeah. Well, yes. So you have to be careful that um, it doesn't dry out the food. Oh, okay, okay, right. So, for example, like, I bought, like, the checkers fries. Oh, the fries always come out good yes, in the air fryer. Yes, and I, I put a little bit of a spray oil. Yeah, you have to put it a poquitico, little bit. Poquitico. And... Boom! They were awesome, and my parents were like, "Pero qué cosa más rica!" And I'm like, "Hello, it's checkers fries. <laughs> checkers fries are crack, you know." Yeah, um, 
But yeah, it's like everybody has an air fryer now. <laughs> La freidora de aire. Let me tell you something. I love that shit. Because I love fried food, but I hate frying things. Oh my La God. grasa. Stop everywhere. everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it, you, and no matter how careful you are, you always get burned. Yes. Like, it's just, no. No, not good. Salpicar en el horno, en los gabinetes, and then when you finish cleaning it, tienes que coger. I use a mistolín. But you have to. You, you have, have to so do funny. like industrial okay, okay. cleaning. No, seriously. I use Fabuloso to clean my countertops. Well, I don't because I'm very convenient. I use the spray. Well, no, I put in a bottle with the spray. Oh, okay. No, I don't yeah. even go through that hassle. I just I buy like the the fantastic or whatever and no because usually what happens is that my mom goes to navarro and they have a like buy two get two free of the big big jugs Damn. of fabuloso you know what i'm talking about yeah, 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 yeah because my mom is like a coupon addict okay right okay. so it, yeah but but i think what i think is interesting is actually you know what i never thought about this before fabuloso and mr lean come in like these enormous jugs yeah whereas like lysol doesn't right right <laughs> Because they know that we are industrial cleaners. Yes. Yes. Porque olvídate tú. Usar un palo trapear eso americano. Eso limpia. Eso regale el... El regale polvo. Oh my God, that's exactly yep. what my, my parents say. Yep. Eso, un Swiffer, eso. Eso no limpia nada. Or the mops. The And American the, mops. Yeah, the, eso no limpia nada. Tú necesitas... Palo de trapear. Con un cubo. Ajá. Con un cubo. Entonces, entonces, you have to like... What I love is that... Cubans or Hispanics, they get the, the el cubo y tiran el agua en la losa. Claro. Like it's not like they gin, you know gingerly no, no. put some water. No, it's like splash. No, because like, you have to fight the dirt. Yes. We, like Joan Crawford told us. It's like the <laughs> the Nile is flowing <laughs> through your house. <laughs> But you know what though? Maybe Joan Crawford. Was But Cuban. you know what though? They're right. Hay una razón que you walk into the average Hispanic household and it's like you could eat off the floor. You walk into the average Hispanic household, the decoration might be tacky, the walls might be burgundy and semi-gloss. Right. Because, um, you know, Hispanics and Cubans don't believe in flat paint. Um, Not and, even a nice eggshell. And, and no. Or is that? No, it's, <laughs> no, it's no, 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 no. Beta Home Depot on a Saturday. <laughs> And just stand there at the paint department. See, sí, yo, yo quiero este, este Aztec sand en con brillo. Con semiglo. And I'm like, no, they say brillo. Con brillo. And I'm like, oh my God, semi-gloss paint is like the worst thing for the interior. It looks like shit, you know? Because every imperfection the wall has, it's like you're putting a magnifying glass on it, right? Yeah. It's the fluorescent lighting right. of paint. But a Cuban house or a Hispanic house, what is it? Uh, Cleanliness is godliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It's next to godliness. Porque es verdad que una casa cubana. Yeah. And For I have to part? tell you that that passes down because none of us, we don't clean with none of that shit. No. I clean with legit. Yes. Well, none of us. Okay, let me rephrase. La señora that comes to my house to clean, cleans with that stuff. No. No, 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 but I, I don't. Like, I, you know, I, I use Lysol and stuff like that for, like, you know, whatever, bobería. But, right, right, right. you know, the Lysol wipes are very convenient. Eso es para resolver. Yes, para resolver. Para resolver. Yeah, yeah. But yes. here we are, <laughs> 10 minutes into the podcast, and we're talking about our cleaning habits. And you which know what? All of our listeners are like, all, oh, it's a hug. All came out that I... <laughs> the air fryer. From the air fryer. Como dice Mima, eso sancocha la comida. <laughs> You know what my grandmother loved? What? Loved that it like blew her mind and we used it for years. It's not that in anymore. 
in the 90s or even early 2000s, esa plancha that you can make little pocket sandwiches with. The little... The, the plancha that would have like... You put a piece of bread, uh -huh. then you put a filling, and then you put another piece of bread in it, and then you would close it. That it was like un disco volador, sort of, but yes, but, so, but not not that you put it on the stove. No, it's una plancha. Yeah, it's una plancha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That it, it would come like with a pre-cut where you would cut the, yes. the, the diagonal. Yes, yes, yes we diagonal. had one. Yes, yeah, we yes. Had one. My grandmother loved that. Ella ponía picadillo, you know, yes, or whatever in it. Uh, my grandmother loved that. And I have to say that my parents, like everybody else, Got into the George Foreman. The George Foreman was a big deal. I still have mine. And let me tell you something. It is one of the greatest inventions ever. Yeah, it is. The George Foreman was it actually... Works. It was ahead of its time. It works. It's easy to clean. Yeah. It's easy to store. You know what? You were onto something, George. The best thing was when you would do like a hamburger on the George Foreman. <gasps> you would see all the drip. Oh my God. It was so like cathartic. Yes, yes. And then you'd be like, ooh, that saturated fat is not is going in my arteries. Yes. Woohoo. Pero yes. <laughs> Una casa limpia y un mistolino fabuloso. Either or. Oh my God. You know what's hilarious? I actually took a picture of this. How funny that both things that w in Cuban households love to have un olor rico are purple. Mistolín fabuloso. Actually, I was going to say that. So a few, is, and I have the picture somewhere because you know I take pictures of everything. I don't know. Sure. A few years ago, I went to Sedanos um, and I, it's not that I never go to Sedanos, but on this particular trip to Sedanos, I, I passed by the cleaning aisle And I took up, I stopped and took a picture of it because obviously in Sedanos they have more like Hispanic cleaning products. Yeah, your and, and they were all like fluorescent. Oh yeah. It's there, purple, green, and like yellow. There was like a yellow that was like high highlighter color. Mira. That was like, coño, how the, did they like get the highlighter the color in it? The cleaning aisle in your average Latino supermarket is really just a down low pride flag. <laughs> No, I think it's even brighter than the pride flag. Because the pride flag is bright, but it's not like fluorescent. Right, it's like muted like, tones. Like, like this stuff is fluorescent. Like I'm sure that if you turn the lights off of Sedano, they're like that stuff will glow in the dark. It will glow in the dark. And then you know, everything else, you know, all the American cleaning products, the mitolin, the little scrubby bubble bubbles. Things, yeah, yeah. You know, very discreetly, you know. At most with the scrubby bubbles, you get like a very light blue. Yes. Yes. So bueno. <laughs> Enough about that. So okay, let's talk about the elephant in the room. On the, on to things we want to scrub. <laughs> let's talk about the elephant in the room. So I have to say that I mean, obviously, if you listen to our podcast, you will have no doubt as to what our political inclination were and who we voted for uh, last year, uh, last election. I have to say though that, and I was kind of chatting with um, Stephanie from Mamas and Merlot about this mm -hmm. the other day. I love talking about politics. I love it. I really a, hadn't noticed. I'm a political creature. I absolutely love it. But I never wanted this podcast to turn into a political podcast. Right, because that's not or the goal. To be a, a pod, Or to be a podcast where most of our conversation or a, a percentage of our shows mm -hmm. were dedicated to talking about political subjects. Right. Um, I don't mind bringing up political subjects every well, now and then. Because we're a current event show, obviously. Right. But the thing is that last year, since we were stuck at home. But I just feel that last year, especially towards the end, it was one thing after another. You we were just talking it. about politics. And, and at the end of the day, I think that a lot of our listeners probably, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to speak on behalf of the listeners. <laughs> I don't think that's probably where most of our listeners are at. I think that, you know, they may listen to us for a little bit of quirky knowledge and pop culture right, and right. conversation. But I think that people that want to listen to political are chats, going to go to a political are, podcast. Right, are going to go yeah. to a political podcast. Yeah, they come to us for un popurri. So I, I'm kind of, one of the things that I'm kind of looking forward to in terms of not only this administration, but just 
life life in general <laughs> is that politics unless you want it to doesn't permeate every freaking conversation right you know the president of the united states should not be making the headline news every day like it's just yeah it's just he shouldn't. shouldn't he shouldn't he shouldn't right like think about other presidents you know like unless they've actually done something unless, or unless there's a controversy but like but that's what i'm saying unless something actually happens the, the president of the united states should not or it should be country. boring it should be boring it, it shouldn't be what what is on the top of the news station regardless, of, the, regardless. of the news hour every day right and i have to tell you that i and again i love politics and i love speaking about politics and you know i could have a political spin off you know <laughs> from pero let me tell you but pero it's, politica but it's pero that sounds really good. Pero política, I like that. Mm. <laughs> Pero política. See? We'll, we'll circle back later. But, and again, in now moving forward, obviously we're going to talk about politics, but I'm just... I, I Unless something crazy to, happens... Towards it's... the end of the year, I felt that in every episode we were talking about politics because it was everywhere you know right. whether it was the election or the actual counting of the election or then the voter fraud or then you know what did the trump say now you know and again it's that's exhausting. not what i wanted to be i, I felt it hijacked right. you know the conversation so i think a big part of it is also that again because 2020 was you know the height of the coronavirus at least up to that point we were we were stuck at home for a big chunk of mm -hmm. it and so being at home you're just like, okay, well, I'm just going to go online. And to your point, that's all I talk about. That's all I talk about. So there wasn't even an opportunity for us to be like, oh, last week we went to Cayocho. Right. You know, but it also and, coupled with, I mean, the Trump administration was filled with it, you know. Yeah, the greatest hits, yeah. <laughs> the greatest hits, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on a daily basis. But then this was like elevated. This was like on steroids, you know. Right, because it was the election. Right, right. from the election to, you know, the everything with COVID, with how they were handling COVID, to what people were saying or not saying or not believing or believing mm -hmm. about COVID. So now the insurrection, you know. Yeah, it's just like. So yeah. I'm just... I'm I'm tired of talking about it in this forum, so I, I think we both agree that unless it's something like pressing, right, 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 you know, I I don't want to really talk about it, you know, because it's it's I don't think it's why our listeners tune in. I agree. I, I don't disagree with you. I but to your point, it's like if something big happens, like a major piece of legislation is signed into law or something oh, of course. and things like that, you know, of course. or even at a local level, you know, because again, we don't want to talk about politics, but we do talk about, you know, we're, we're not just, you know, pop culture all the time. We talk about current events. And when you're talking about current events, you know, you're going to sometimes talk about like things like racial inequality and protests and, you of know, course. And, and the news. And so we'll weave in and out. And I think hopefully he says, fingers crossed, you know, this year things will start to quote unquote normalize, yeah. whatever that means. Um, where I genuinely do believe that if we can go out and start having external experiences, <laughs> things will come up that we can talk about as well. Um, I just hope that, I really hope that no matter where you are in the political spectrum, you are trying to be positive and, um, you know. Whether you vote for the person or not. If the president does bad, everybody's doing bad. Yeah, you know, if you voted I for mean, Joe Biden, <laughs> great. And if Listen, you, we didn't vote for Trump, but when he got elected, it's, we didn't wish that his, you know, presidency no, would have been horrible. I actually, because I approached his 
I mean, I knew that I wasn't going to like him simply because I'm not a, a Republican. So mm-hmm. from a platform perspective, I knew that it wasn't he was going to have to work harder. That it, but it wasn't something that I was going to be like, yay, because from a platform perspective, it, I'm not a Republican. Right. You know, I'm not a conservative. But, you know, as nasty as he was during the campaign, I really hoped that, you know, which he had said that he was going to become more presidential. And I was like, you know, he he's very, you know, much about the show. Right. And he put on a great show. So maybe sure. now that he's in the chair, you know, and he's mm-hmm. in the Oval Office, he's going to, you know, do shit how it's supposed to be. And clearly, you know, well, we believe that that's not the case. Right. So, um, so I mean, I just hope that, you know, no matter where you are on the political spectrum, um, you, uh, you know, even if you disagree with the current president and you don't like his administration, I, I, I just hope that we can all, um, as cheesy as it sounds, uh, learn to talk to each other again and, yes. you know, respect each other's ideas. And, you know, because that's, I think that's what was lacking in the last few years. And, and, and I'm not even referring to the president. I'm referring to people. Yeah. You know, you can no longer disagree with me. You're an enemy. Right. 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 And disagreeing is actually good. Disagreeing fosters ideas ideas and debate is the essence of a democracy and growth so you know the fact that you and i don't agree and we're gonna have a discourse and we're gonna go back and forth on it that's actually healthy that's not a bad thing but now and on both sides because you know uh, we call everybody uh, out. Our, my side, the liberal side, was you know we were we had we didn't have our greatest moments either. Um, you know, uh, people need to start listening to each other. And as I always say, I can wholeheartedly disagree with you, like disagree fundamentally, but at least listen to where you're where you're coming. Try from. to understand. Uh, try to understand where you're coming from, even if I think inside you're full of shit. Right. So, That's why we're now on parlor. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I'm that kidding. Didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. Yeah. But you know what though? I'm actually glad you brought that up because and this is more like a technology right. um driven part of the conversation. You know, I think a lot of people now with this whole parlor thing, uh, and people leaving Twitter especially more on like the conservative like Trump voter, mm-hmm. they're really upset at these media giants mm-hmm. um, taking such control of mm-hmm. it. But as I, I had a, a few conversations with people, I'm like, well, first of all, legally they can do that because as I've said this over and over again. <laughs> Say it again for the new year. The First Amendment does not apply to private companies. The First Amendment only applies to the government. So right. a company censoring you, a private company like to all which you've, are, you've clicked that little box agreeing to their yes, terms, and you agreed to a term, they can't do that. Is it fair? Is it unfair? Is, are they picking on me? Do they pick on the president because he's this, he's that? That's another argument, right, right? Right. But whether because there were people, you know, as I posted on my personal Instagram, uh, when all this whole. Um, thing with Twitter was happening that Twitter banned President Trump you know people were making these statements and that's when I tweeted something like on my Instagram stories that I said I I wake up this morning and apparently everybody went to online law school because overnight well didn't you see the meme that said oh I'm so like yeah when the the election was like around or like Mm -hmm. oh I'm so glad that all my friends you know stopped being um 
virus specialist and went back to constitutional law. Right. Because I'm like, Coño, <laughs> I spent three years studying. And when I mean studying the Constitution, I mean intensely studying. In law school, you yeah. intend... I mean, it's a Constitution. It's the, constitution. It's the basis of our government, kind right? Kind of the whole thing. Yeah. You know, about every law. It's, yeah. You know, studying from reading Supreme Court cases to reading briefs to re reading dissents to just having history as right. to where the country was and where the justices came from to the actual Constitution and what the founding fathers said. Like, when you go to law school, you specialize in the Constitution. Right. Whether you want to or not. And I'm like, these people are talking about... Now that you need to be a lawyer to understand the Constitution... But they're but they're saying things that are just fundamentally right. incorrect. Uh, and I'm like, Twitter can do whatever the fuck it wants, right? <laughs> but the, the reason why I, I wanted to continue what you mentioned is that... And we're all guilty of this. All of us mm -hmm. are guilty of this. It's We created this monster. Which monster? Sorry. The tech companies the having tech company as much power, okay. power as they okay. have. We created this monster. So now that you know some people are crying wolf and being like, ah, it's unfair. And on you behalf may think of it's the marketing unfair. industry, thank you all for your information. You may think it's unfair, but we were the ones who created this monster. Right. Because, you know, in the past, there have been, um, you know, either an introduction, trying... Either an introduction of a bill or of a movement to like break up Google or break up Facebook, and people have screamed bloody more murder. Oh, but it's a cap you know capitalism and blah 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 blah. blah. Right, right. And, you know blah, blah, blah. these are private companies, and you know we live in a free you know capitalist society, right? right? You know a free market and blah blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, we do, and I'm the first one that believes in capitalism. But these are like beasts that have to be tamed, right? right? Put a leash on them, right? Right, right? So you know. The, the banning of Trump from Twitter is an example of that. And this may surprise you. <laughs> you don't think he should have been banned? Okay. It's a multi-layered question. Well, Answer. that's why we... It's our show. We got time. I think he violated the user agreement. Right. So just on the basic... On of... ba Because, you know, none of us, none of us, none of us read user agreements. Hell no. When we log in, we go click, 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 click. I'm pretty sure I have to give iTunes my first But the title. user agreement does say that. And I know different people have different opinions on whether he incited violence at the Capitol or not. Mm -hmm. But for all intents and purposes, he did. So that could constitute a... a um, I, I would make the argument that it does. It's you say that because I've read what he tweeted or what he said a couple of times. And I'm... I see both sides of the argument. Yes. Because he didn't say anything explicit. Right. He didn't. If I was his defense attorney, that's what I would say. But if I was the prosecutor, I would also say that it's a totality of the circumstances. Okay. Right? Place and time, mood, you know what you were doing. Right? Right, right, right. But regardless, regardless, going back to it, I ultimately, if I was Twitter, and this might be a little controversial to people that are liberals and um, Democrats like me. I would have not banned him. You would have just suspended him for a year. I would have either suspended him for a day or I would have removed the tweet, whatever. But I would have not banned him from Twitter for many reasons. Number one, mm -hmm. for what happened. That now people are like, oh, Twitter is getting, you know, political sides and blah, 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 blah. For right. that reason. And also, which is the what I always say about the moment you start meddling with speech. And again, this is not speech as it pertains to the First Amendment. But just in general. But just in general. The moment, even as a private company, you can censure everybody if you want, right? But the moment you start censuring somebody, where does it start and where does it end? 
Well, we've said that many times on the show. We have. So that is my, that's why I always believe in the freest of speech. Unless you're telling people to go and kill someone. Right, right. You know, right, verbatim. Right, 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 right. You know? Like, yeah, go kill you know, or, or, or like it's hate yeah. speech or obviously the exceptions to free speech. I, as a private entity, would follow the same rules, more or less of the First Amendment. So... I probably, if I would be Twitter, if I would be Mr. Twitter at the CEO desk, I probably would have not banned him. I I mean, I think that his tweet was super destructive. I think that his Twitter, I think that his Twitter, and and this is what, and this is what Twitter is the reason we talked about him so much. And this is what what I'll say about the Trump presidency, and from here we can move on, because I also don't want to go further than this. (laughs) and And I said this many times in the show. I think that Twitter was his best friend and his worst enemy. His best friend in the sense that he developed a cult following because of Twitter. Right. But I also believe that Twitter was his own worst enemy. Because if you look at his presidency in terms of a, a, a Republican or conservative, mm-hmm. just on policy. Right, right, we're not looking at anything else. Just on policy. Mm-hmm. He had a good presidency. Just on policy. We may disagree till the cow comes home on the policy. I disagree on the policy because I don't subscribe to a conservative agenda. Mm-hmm. Right? So whether it was his tax reform, which I disagreed with, or his building the wall and, you know, lack of, you know, take on immigration, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, the economy was good. Yeah. Um, he COVID. did receive it from an upswing from Obama, but he gets the credit from it. From a, again, policy perspective, listen, they they did that deal in the Middle East um, where they signed a peace deal that happened under his administration. Right, right. You got the credit for it. The prison reform um, stuff. I While I disagree with the achievements of his, you know, administration because I am not a conservative, mm-hmm. from a conservative standpoint, he could have had a successful administration. Ticked many boxes. If he would have... Not Basically put himself in the way. That's what I think. And, you know, um, so we'll see. And oh. new year, new time, new president, new administration. Yes. Let's yes. move forward. Yes. So so hopefully that doesn't come up this year that much in the podcast. So we're done. <laughs> so, okay. So something that happened while we were gone, which I think is hilarious. And this would have been a major topic of conversation if we would have been doing episodes during that, you know, during in, in the last month, month and a half that we've been off the air. Um, I, when this was happening, I'm like, I can't wait to talk about it in the podcast. What was it? Que tu me dices a mi de Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that... You that, know that I read... Okay, when that happened, first of all, I was like... King of Hilaria. I was like, wait, I know Steven, I know Alec, I know I, I like went through all the Baldwins and it was like, oh, it's his wife. So okay, fine. Wait, you thought Hilaria was like a Baldwin sister? Like a daughter, a Baldwin daughter or something, you know? And I was like, okay, who is this? But woman? you didn't know who she was? Not really. Pero she's in all the red carpets with him. I mean, she does interviews in all these shows. Pero no la conozco de nombre. Okay. Like, yes, that's his that's Alec Baldwin's wife, but I you if you would have told me her name was Penelope Jones, I'd be like, sure. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, actually, the first person I heard talking about it, I think, was Ana Navarro. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Hilaria Baldwin. And I'm like, who's Hilaria Baldwin? And I'm, so I started looking up. I've read, like, three different articles on it. Do you know that I still don't really understand okay. what happened? I became... I understand, but I don't understand. Okay, I became slightly obsessed with this. Okay. Because okay. it's one of those things that, like, can't be made up. 
like that's what maybe that's why I couldn't wrap my head around. Okay, I I knew who she was. Not that I was an Ilaria Baldwin spe- fan, <laughs> fan. But I I mean, she's always with him, and she she's like the type of uh, spouse in the red carpets that they would always ask questions to. You know, the, I think part of it is that. They have five kids together. She was always she was pregnant for like five years, right? Well, right? At least. Um. So every time she did a red carpet, she was pregnant. You know, with right, him. right, right. And then she started writing books. She was on the Today Show. She's like wrote cookbooks, right? She wrote cookbooks. She was constantly. She was on the Today Show all the time. Okay, I get that, that. You watch a lot of morning TV. That I. Do. That's one of the right. That's one of the reasons I would see her a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, you know. A, ba- a Alec Ilaria. Baldwin, Ilaria. you know, and his, his Spanish wife. wife. Right. I never, I was like, yeah, his wife is from Spain. Right. Of all the things to question. Right. So, you know how they found her, how it all started with a tweet. Okay. So, so for those of you who don't know, Ilaria Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's wife, since showing together. up, since showing up, right, has been all like, I'm from Spain, I'm from Spain, right. I'm from Spain. Right. And, exa- and it's been in a very uh, proactive, like... Everywhere she goes, is like, yo soy de España. Right. Like my childhood in Spain. Yo soy de España. Uh-huh. Yo soy de España. Uh-huh. Right? Yo soy de España. Um, like everything. She was like really putting it out there. Okay. It's not like, bueno, Alec Baldwin's wife happened to be from Spain. No. Her being from Spain was very front and center. Right? And everything. Right. right. Um, yo soy de España. Soy española. Right. Right? Um, she was like Maria Menounos talking about being Greek. Yes. <laughs> well, but... but but Maria Menounos is Greek. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so somebody tweets. This all started with a tweet. As it does. And it, would, it wasn't even like a famous person's tweet. Oh, it was just a random... It was like a random person who tweeted uh, an interview. They put they put two... two um, there was two videos that came up uh, up from her. Okay. One was where she like completely ditched her accent mid-interview. Oh, oh wow. Not and, even Madonna. And the other one was when she was like... She was cooking on the Today Show, and she was like, um, "What do you Americans call these? Um, uh, a cucumber?" And it was like a freaking cucumber, <laughs> right? So, so she said she basically was just like, oh, "How you say?" So exactly, right. you haven't seen the, the no, no, no. Okay. So here's the truth about Ilaria Baldwin, because then when the news first hit. They were like, oh, but she was born in Boston. And I And I immediately went into like us. I'm like, okay, right, maybe right. she was born in Boston of Spanish parents. Or her parents moved to Spain when she was three. Right, or, right. right. So, you know. Culturally. Nobody, right. Nobody's going to tell you you're not Cuban, even though you were born here, you right, know, right. from Cuban, a right, Cuban right, right. family. Right. So when I first, first heard that, oh, but she was born in Boston. I'm like. Oh, she, you know, why, yeah. why are they picking on her? Right. Oh, but then I, but then I read further. Okay. Okay. Peeled her parents hair. are not from Spain, right? Okay. Her parents, her her dad is like, I forgot if it's her dad or her mom. One of them is a lawyer, and the other one is like a surgeon. Like, okay, she had a very privileged upbringing. Okay. I think that when she was in college, she did a semester abroad, like a study or abroad, like anybody in else, Spain, right? And also... So it's not even that she lived there during her formative years. No, she didn't. And then also, in a lot of interviews, she would say like, oh, because, you know, my parents live in España. Yeah, her parents live in Spain <laughs> since like 2014 because they retired to Spain. And so he went, okay, you know, if my parents retired out to Costa Rica. And I'm like, you know, oh, my parents in Costa Rica. Yo, you right. know, my, par- my Costa Rican parents. Right, right. Right. And then, and then her profile in, I forgot what modeling agency or... Oh. 
uh, or agency, mm-hmm. like one of these top like talent, talent mm-hmm. agencies, said that she was born in Spain. And when all this controversy happened, they 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 removed it. Right. And the thing about her is that she is not Spanish at all. Like at all she's not culturally spanish she, she didn't no. live there she didn't live there for any significant know, amount of time right. it's, a, it's a como que you know in you college s- you went and you um did a semester abroad in I france don't know, in france and now you say you know you're french yeah. you know my french you know background it's like no 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 and she, like i was like okay let me make sure that i i have this correct that you're right? reading this properly right um nada her she has so we, we are we are more well no we are yeah, more, more Spanish. More Spanish than <laughs> my 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 great grandparents and back were all from Spain. Yeah, same. you know my 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 great grandmother, my mom's mom, had a Spanish accent. So yes, we are more Spanish yeah. than her, right? But um, but the thing is, so how did why did she? And her name is Hillary. Well, yes, like Duff, but yes. but why did she? Like, where did this whole thing start? I don't know where it started, but you know, here's here's where a lot of people took offense with it, and I did too. We could laugh on it and say, ha, ah, you know, like all the things to make up. Right, and, all the things yeah. to make up. And, oh my god, it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's not the big deal right. of the grand scheme of things. It's not nuclear holocaust. Right. When you're when you're living through the coronavirus. But <laughs> you know, the problem is that she was named like Hola, the Spanish magazine Woman of the Year. She was? She, yes. She was been on the cover of Latina magazine. She's gotten all these endorsements for being Latina. So she has made money from this whole sh- image. And she Rachel Dolezalt it. And, and, yeah, she did. And then the, the counter argument would be like, oh, well, but she loves Spanish culture. That's fine and dandy. Right. That's fine and dandy. But she passed herself but, off as Spanish. But she passed herself off as Spanish. And the problem is that she took the space of somebody else right. who could have been there. Right. Right? Because, you know, th- this is something just in our podcast that we've interviewed so many, especially Latin women who are fighting for representation and fighting for a yep. space and fighting for a voice. And this woman who is a white woman, you know, with privilege, like I hate to use those, you know, dog whistle but, but terms, does, but, but you know, this woman who comes from an affluent background, right. who is white, you know, who is privileged, you know, was taking up these spaces and these endorsements that should have otherwise gone to real Latin women. That is my problem with yeah, it. Yeah. That's the whole thing with the Rachel Doezal, uh, the the, the yeah, white yeah. girl who passed herself as black, yeah. right? She did. She worked for the NAACP, and she did. Apparently, she did very good things for the NAACP. And at the beginning of it, I was like, bueno, you know, yes, she shouldn't have lied. But look, if her work was her work, her work and she did good things, you know, maybe we should focus on that. Right. But what I didn't know, which then I looked up and, you know, came out was that she got scholarships and everything for being black. Yes. So it's like, coño, you, you know. You took the space of somebody who really needed it, or who not even really who really is the thing no, you are who claiming really to be. Is black, but really needs it because you know, unfortunately, why do they have all those programs for you know my you know Fair minority enough. communities because of the struggles that we have. Right. So you know, you and you know your middle class white privileged self, you took the space of someone else, right? right? So that's why I think the Ilaria Baldwin thing is the only reason that didn't get more legs is because. Of everything that was going on, you know, right. that, that it it happened came like out, the tail end of. The I think that year. came out right after the election. It was so tail end. It yeah. was a whole we robbed the election, you know, See, argument that was. Nobody going really on. had time for Hilaria, right? So that made the news for like a few days, and then when it went away, so she was probably like, "Thank God." 
She thanks COVID, the yes. only person. Thank But yeah. She's not Spanish at all. Like at all. I just don't understand what would be because that's another thing. I thought, well, you know, maybe like her great great grand see her and <laughs> like you're giving the benefit of the doubt. You're you like know, she's because sometimes her this does happen. Sometimes people do like these ancestry.com things and they realize that their yeah, ancestors hey, don't go that far. Um our friend from the Cuban genealogy project. Uh-huh. That you know, oh, he's a great example. He's a great example. He always his, felt different, his, his, and he didn't really know his father growing up, right? And they thought, well, his mother thought his father was Italian, right? Um, and but he never felt Italian. But he never felt Italian, and then he starts like you know doing the background and, and getting to know his family. And he was Cuban, and he was Cuban. right? Right. So that that's a great example. And now he started the Cuban genealogy I'm glad you brought project. That up. So and, if it's a case that. like that, that Gonya, you've always sort of not identified with your, you know whatever your group right, your right. race whatever your ethnicity you've always felt different and then you realize that in fact you are you know uh, right good but the thing with her is that she's not like nothing nada <laughs> nah, I think they're like you know Bolshevik like I don't know like Bavarian <laughs> like Ju- like Ju- like anything but <laughs> Spanish I was like maybe Portuguese they were in the same but peninsula no. you know nothing not even nothing nothing not even and her pa- yeah no porque my parents live in España <laughs> In España. And um, no, you have to look up on YouTube, listeners. Go on YouTube and, and look up Ilaria Baldwin accent. There's like compilation videos. Of how she goes in and out. Yes. And then what's great is that like the videos that are of her in Spain, like mm-hmm. at the when she was Ola Woman of the Year or whatever, uh-huh. um, she her accent is like very heavy. Well, of course. Yeah, because, you know. She's, a mo- she's probably also one of those people who like, because I'm kind of like this, when you're around people with accents... I have to catch myself because, like, if I'm around people who are Southern, I find myself all of a sudden starting to yes. sound. So, no, no. So, she probably, like, in that atmosphere, she's been trying this fake thing forever. Like, it was, it right. was heavy. It was- but, but, you know, I, I, I agree with what you say. I mean, I've been, to, I've been to Spain several times, and it's true. Like, I remember one time we had been in Madrid a couple of weeks, and I was like, coño hombre. You right, know, Because yeah, I said yeah. all the time. So... Right, but I wasn't. I didn't leave Madrid uh, hablando con como alguien de España porque right. yo no tengo la zeta como hablan ellos. You know, I didn't sound like Alejandro Sanz. You know when I left. Ay, ahora que dijiste español, actually, I'm gonna give a shout out to two of our listeners. I used to work with them, eh, Laura and Diego, because they're from Spain. And Laura, I ran into her on New Year's Eve actually, and she told me that she loves our podcast and it's helping her um, learn English because of how fast we speak. Oh. <laughs> And are they in España? They're here in Miami, pero, oh, okay. pero son españoles. Ah, so. So, you know, son paisano con Hilaria Baldwin. Con Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> Nada que ver. So, Nada que ver. listeners, if you want to kill a few minutes, go on YouTube and I'm look. I'm totally going to do it. Hilaria Baldwin code switching or whatever. Oh, oh I'm totally going to do it's it. It's hilarious. Hilarious. So, yeah. She's very lucky about that. everything that was going on. You know that now that we're talking about language, there's a meme. And maybe we should post this on our podcast Instagram mm-hmm. during the week that this episode comes out that it's supposed to be a salty meme and it came out a couple of months ago it's not new but it's so true okay so a couple of months ago the daily mirror okay. um i guess in their it's in the their UK, instagram right? or t- twitter page the daily mirror is a newspaper in england but the daily mirror is like the uk version of like the new york post maybe Right. But it's it's a British it's a British publication, right. so they put <laughs> they put an image of Princess Charlotte, who is the daughter of um, William and and Kate. Kate. Um, it's their daughter, and I, I I believe this was on their Twitter feed. They put a picture of her and they put 
Princess Charlotte already speaks two languages uh, languages at just two years meme. old. I know that meme. And somebody responded, and I thought this was right on the money. Somebody responded, so do most children of immigrants, but I guess it's less impressive when they're poor. And I'm like, <laughs> that is so freaking true. Yeah. Because they're literally saying, oh my God, Princess Charlotte is bilingual. She's, She's bilingual. So, She's so intelligent, so educated, royal, so classy, only, if only. Only a royal two-year-old would speak two languages. only the rest of us. I'm like, see, your garden variety Hispanic kid speaks two languages. Equinal. <laughs> yeah, like the children of immigrants, and especially firstborn, where like, you know, if your parents came here later in life, I mean, you're speaking at home one language and another language out in your life. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I thought that that was, like, you know, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, I think it was pretty... The tongue was pretty stuck out. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but I, I... I You know, again, I, I hate to quote a meme as a topic of conversation. But it's not a bad one. But I thought it was, like, right on the money. that They were still like, oh, my God, she's two and she speaks two languages. I'm like, yeah, duh. So does every kid in Miami. Yeah, so did <laughs> and I. Enti- you know, any, any kid from Latin parents. So like, did I at, at two years old. Like, point. basically... Every kid from Latin, Latin America like speaks two languages. <laughs> two languages at two. Like yeah. this yeah. is not what's the accomplishment? Yeah. Oh, she's a royal. Oh. Whatever. I ought to hit this Charlotte. Do you? What are your thoughts on the new Sex in the City? I don't know if it's a reboot, a sequel. I don't know what the hell to call these things anymore. I'm just tired of all of it. But well, what are your thoughts? Why? Well, I can tell you why. Money, but. Why? That's like now HBO Max them being announced that they're going to do a Harry Potter TV series. And now there's going to be, I don't know how many Game of Thrones prequels. And now there's also a, a prequel for Game of Thrones that's going to be an animated series. And it's just like, can we just take a minute, take a breath and stop? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Can we let new ideas bubble up once in a while? Even if you at least change the damn name of things. So Sex in the, Sex in the City is the Golden Girls. Sex in the City, um I thought the first movie was great. 
Like, I thought it was great. And I can't say I've seen all the shows. I can't say I'm a fan of the show. Right, but you've seen enough. It's not one of my favorite shows. But I thought the first movie was great. It, like, gave closure to the characters. And in yeah. the in the universe, it was I a think button on the story. It ended in a nice way where everybody was happy. You, If you were a fan, you got a movie. Like, I remember that. I saw that movie... Like opening night or opening weekend, and I remember all these like girls going to like the movie theater, yeah, like all decked night, out, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, this is like this is like a moment. This is like a it's, pop it, culture it, it, moment. It's the female equivalent of like a Marvel movie." And I remember, I think I may have seen that movie with you or in our group. I remember leaving the movie theater and saying, "This movie it was good and it ended great. I hope they don't do a sequel." And they did, yeah. and it totally I haven't sucked. Seen the sequel. The, well, but you've heard that the sequel was oh, yeah, awful, yeah, yeah, yeah. the awful, just awful. Yeah. And they did, and totally sucked. So, how do I feel about the um, the continuation or whatever? Were you the one who was talking about the reboot with me about how they should have done it for real? Yes, I think we actually, we actually yeah, we had that conversation like that. It should have been somebody younger. Yeah, that, that it, it could have been like because this is not even a reboot. This is like a continuation. It's a continuation. Of the show. It, correct. I would have been more open to a reboot with like what you said that like a younger woman, um, right? Like Carrie is the editor of a website, let's right. say, or what have and, you, and she hands over her column to a young, a new young twenty right. something, right? And then it's her and her group of friends, and then that would give you the opportunity that like, maybe one of her friends could be trans, another one could be a black. lesbian, one could be black, <laughs> or Asian, or, or, or Latin, or Latin, anything but but rich right. white. But, you know, it gives you the opportunity to expand the universe in that way and to talk about these new experiences still within that. Sex in the City, fun, frothy, right, you know, right. candy coated, and, and the original characters they could still show up. They could still be there, right. you know, kind of like what they did with Fool. I think in Fuller House they did a great job with that. They right. they had the legacy cast show up, pop in, in pop in and out yeah. enough that you loved it. Right. But every show was not about them, right. so they could have definitely done that. But a a continuation of of the same show that means so it carries with big. Um, Miranda's with Steve and Charlotte is with I can't remember his name right now but I'll... the bald the bald guy, guy. Yes. <laughs> and her two children yes um, and Elizabeth uh, Taylor their, and their the, dog well the dog's probably dead by now well no the show ended 15 years 15 years ago um, <laughs> Doug could be alive <laughs> anyway um, but that means that one of them is going to have to break up because then why are you going to have a show let me tell you something. The only thing, and let me tell you so, the no, only th- thing more insufferable than Carrie Bradshaw in the original series is going to be Carrie Bradshaw after menopause. Yes. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and I have to tell you this. And again, I'm not a huge fan of the show. Um, I I watched it more because it was like a cult, pop culture moment. Right, right. So I'm like, okay, I, I want to see what this and is. Especially about. once it was in syndication. But but I will say, I like Miranda and Steve. I thought that in the movie when they did the whole thing on the Brooklyn Bridge, again perfect ending. I thought it was great that if they if you met at the Brooklyn Bridge, you stay that together. you were moving forward and not going backwards. Like I love that part, and I like Miranda and Steve together. Yeah. So it's like don't do anything to mess that up. Like right. also don't. no Samantha. No, come on. Well, we all know. Well, that's we, the elephant we, in the room. We all know how I feel about my BFF. No, Kim no but that's the elephant in the room. That show, just my little opinion here, can't, can't, and, and I would love to know what you guys out there listening yes. would think think about this. That show needs Samantha. Samantha is in, in a weird way. I read a whole article about it. She's kind of the heart of the show. She is in a weird way because you don't always think of the vamp, the vixen, as being the heart mm-hmm. of the show. Most people would would say like, "Oh, it's probably Charlotte." 
Charlotte is the, the I would say the soul, but not the heart. That show, I think, was as successful as it was because of Samantha. Absolutely. And it was perfect. It was Kim Cattrall se la comió. Oh yeah. You know, and and you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm on Team Kim Cattrall. And I don't know if you remember. Well, <laughs> this was. On our very first episode, we talked about this. Really? On episode one, season one, we talked about the whole Kim Cattrall, Sarah Jessica Parker feud. Oh, wow. Um, because, you know, it's true. Kim Cattrall says, look, I'm like 10 years older than them. She's in her 60s. Yeah. You know, she played that role for what, uh, eight years? Yeah, because she did she's, the two movies. She was in her 40s when. She did the two movies. Yeah, she's in her 60s. She's moved on. Like, she's done. She's done. Like, I, like, I get it. Like I right. get it, you know, from from the standpoint of a fan, you always want more. But I, 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 I mean, look, there's some reboots. Now we're rebooting everything, and it, you know, it's one of those things. Be careful what you wish for. Yes, be careful what you wish for because so many times we would say like, oh my god, if the only this show like would come back, or oh my god, wouldn't and it be cool? now it does, and now it does, and be careful what you wish for because like. While I'm, I've certainly been happy. For example, one of our favorite, favorite shows growing up with one with several of our favorite people, who's a boss. Yes. I don't. I don't care for who's a boss reboot. I you know it's in the works, huh? You know it's in the works. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. We love Alyssa Milano. And we'll watch it. We'll like, watch it. We love we Alyssa Milano. We love everybody on that show. Like, yeah, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Even Danny Pintorano. No, but I Pintaro. mean... But, but, but again, as a, as a whole, as a cast. We do. First of all, Catherine Hellman died. So... Yeah. And Mona was one of those secondary characters that you needed. Yeah. The show was about Tony and Angela, not about Samantha. As much as we love Samantha. As much as it was about Samantha, it wasn't about it Samantha. Was, it wasn't about Samantha. Right, right, right. Even when Alyssa Milano... Even though she was the whole reason for the show. What do you mean? Well, oh, that he the, moved The reason he took her. the job is because of her. Right, but the yeah, show yeah, yeah. centered on Tony and Angela's right, relationship. Right, right, right. Um, even when uh, Alyssa Milano was at like the peak of her like, teen success. Steam. Yeah, teen steam <laughs> days. The show was still not about her, right? Right, right. So now, from what I read, it's going to be about her. Judith Light hasn't completely signed on to it. So, mm-hmm. like, what are we doing? Like, right. You know? Like, yeah. I'd rather have... You know what I'd rather have? I'd rather have a career retrospective like they did with The Fresh Prince. That was great. Where they all got together. Talked and they about hashed it. it out. And, and what they're going to do with friends. Right, right. I'd rather have that. And I've been telling you that for years. We don't yeah. we talked about it. We're like, yep. as much as we love, love, love friends. I don't want a continuation. I don't think, I don't I don't think friend, we're, I'm fine. We're friend tended. I'm it's fine. fine. I don't need it. I'm fine. I'm fine because to begin with, logistically, in friends, they moved out of the apartment. Mm-hmm. So Also, guys, we already had Joey. That didn't but work. but even if Joey didn't work, if all six of them would come back, you know how we left them—that they all were married or coupled—they left the apartment, and the apartment and friends. It's a seventh is, character. It's a, yes, it's a character. The friends cannot be friends without the apartment in Central Park. Right. It just can't. Right. And them living in front, you know, next to each other, it just right. can't. So how are you going to? believably like in a believable way make them go back to the apartment it would be a different show yeah like, you, you have to do too many but sets. but we've always said but i would love to have a career retro get them a sitting together in a room yeah on the same set and the same couch talking talk, about their talk about the show yeah that's why i loved what they did with the fresh prince that was great that was where he 
he um oh, confronted Ambiv. Yeah. You know what? But we, we, we know the truth, right? We all prefer original oh, Ambiv. Yeah. The OG Ambiv. OGV. OGV. Like... Oh, for real. The other lady, no offense to her. I Listen, I love me Daphne Maxwell Reed. Tim Reed, the father from Sister Sister, mm-hmm. is her husband. So, you Oh, know, yeah? Yeah. So, you know, I'm fans of the Reed family. Yeah. But no. I will say to this day, that episode of Fresh Prince with his father. Yeah. It still kills me. Yeah, that's a good one. That show's good. You know that, that show, um, people may disagree with me. I think that show has aged well. I think that show is still really funny. It's aged well if you, if you like remove the clothing from it or remove, you know, no, 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 no. But that's what I mean. But that's what I mean. Like it's, you know, it, it, the essence of the show is is still there. Yeah, the show is still funny. Yeah, I think somebody who is from a different gener, a younger generation, could look at it and laugh because I mean, come on, who's not gonna like the Carlton dance? I mean, Carlton's great. Este Hillary, <laughs> fucking hilarious. I love the episode where Trevor dies. <laughs> Will you? Bonk. <laughs> Actually, do you know my favorite moment of the Fresh Prince is? My favorite moment. I watch it on YouTube all the time. I like crack up watching it. I love when they go on the Oprah Winfrey show. And they start like dancing backstage. And they have the Oprah Winfrey <laughs> theme music. And Carlton starts dancing. <laughs> and they're all looking at him like, what the hell's wrong with him? I freaking love it. Like, <laughs> listeners, look that up. Carlton yes. Dancing Duel on Oprah Winfrey. Uh, it's hilarious. Fresh Prince. Fresh it's Prince. hilarious. So, yeah, you know. So, we're back, people. Oh, yeah. Okay. A, you know, I follow Candace Cameron because I love DJ Tanner. And right. You may I have love, mentioned it once or twice. I love DJ Tanner and I love DJ Tanner. And that's all that matters. It may be the reason we were at the set of Fuller House. Well... Juan Pablo de Pachi was the reason why we were yes, in the yes, but the house. reason, but the but but we could have just ended it at the interview. Yeah, yeah. but um, she, I, she, do you follow her on Instagram? No. Okay, so I like her because she's very positive. She's all about like positivity and all right. that Which stuff. We can all use a lot of nowadays. and and you know she's a Christian and she's very open about her Christian views and she many times like reads Bible verses and all that, but she's very like you know, be happy, I love everybody, you know, mm-hmm. type thing. She's very uplifting, or she tries to be. And she's got a lot of heat recently on her social media. Really? She, a couple of months ago, she posted a picture of her and her husband, mm-hmm. and her husband was like kind of grabbing her boob. Oh, I think I heard about this. And the Christian moms went crazy. They were like, oh, you know, like, you shouldn't be putting that. Like, you know, that's, that's um, you know, that's not a good example. You're a Christian woman, blah, blah, blah. And you know what she said? She said to all you Christian, you know, Christians right. out there, you know, that is my husband and I want him to touch me and I like having sex with him because he's <laughs> my husband and that's my business. So like, go to hell. <laughs> like pretty much she said. Shut it down. Yeah, shut it down. But now she gets a lot of shit from the Christian community because, you know. She's she not d- Christian enough, quote unquote. She, well, but maybe because like she dresses really like kind of like little sh- uh, shirts. But she short. Provocatively, no, but you know she wears little little dresses and she stuff like great. that. But you know she doesn't. You know she's not covered from head to she's toe. She's not Amish, right? And you know she. I think she looks better now than ever. I mean, that's yes. somebody that in her forties she Has... looks better than in her twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she got a lot of shit recently because she started following 
like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. She started following them. Okay. And she got a lot of shit and a lot of people unfollowed her for that. Really? Yeah. So she had to go on Instagram and be like, listen... I follow all types of people. And just because I follow somebody, it doesn't mean I endorse them. I just like to get people's different views on people. Imagine I like, that. I like, yeah, imagine like getting different views imagine on Imagine being so, open-minded. So like, I wanted to bring it's that funny up. funny you say that. I wanted to bring that up because like, like have we reached that level of tribalism, if you will? Funny you say that. All right. A couple weeks back, we were still on hiatus. We posted... It was the week of the inauguration. I hate to keep coming back to the inauguration, but we posted about the inauguration. We posted Martin Luther King. It was that Monday, and then that Wednesday was the inauguration. So we posted the picture of MLK. We posted a picture, again, not of the inauguration, just of like the mall. You remember the right. picture saying, like, today we start another four years, whichever side you're on, let's move forward together. Something I couldn't have been more benign in the post. Right. Okay. We started the week off. I'm trying to remember the exact number. From the time that we posted that to the end of the week, we had lost like 30 followers. We did. We've gotten them back. But we lost like 30 followers. Really? Yes. And I kept track of it for that explicit purpose. Because right. I'm like, because the only two things that we have posted up until the point where we started like hemorrhaging quote unquote people was literally about Martin Luther King. Which is a national holiday. And I don't know Martin Luther King, but I'm saying the only two things we have posted, Martin Luther King. And the inauguration. And it wasn't a picture of Joe and Kamala. It wasn't a positive. It was, it was a national mall It was the national mall with the flags. And like, you know, today we start a new day, of, you know, with the nation, four more years, but whatever. It was so benign. So, yes. To your point. And I was just like, wow. So we can't even post anything benign. Right. Anymore. Right. Without people being like. And then there was, on that one picture, there are people who don't follow us. Who left comments. Right. Explicit. And I didn't even bother. I didn't like it. I didn't do anything because that's what they want is attention. Mm -hmm. That's all trolls function once they come out from under the bridge. And, but the whole thing was just like, oh yeah, four more years. And I'm just like, thanks for proving my point. Like, yeah. I'm literally posting about something like, let's come together. Let's move forward. And all you're doing is dando matranca, matranca, right. matranca, you know, ma, eh, right. you know, matranque, sorry, matranca. Um, <laughs> matranque. That's a whole, <laughs> That's other, a whole other post. Thing. whole other post. Matranque. And it's like, and you don't even follow us, which means that you had to go out of your way to either find us or stumble upon us for whatever reason. And you felt compelled to leave us a comment, to leave us a nasty gram. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what actually that's what Candace Cameron said. <laughs> that she's like, you know, don't you have other things in your day that yes. to stop what you're doing to like take the time to DM me and like compose an answer? You know, that's time better spent reading to the poor. I don't know, like, yeah. So that that I mean, yeah. that's how tribal we've become. It's like wow, yeah, wow. I I think it was. Not incredible because these type of things shouldn't surprise us at this point. But I thought it was I think telling we're still of a generation that is somewhat surprised by these things still happening. I, I think it was telling that she had to go on her Instagram <laughs> to defend her following other people. People like you know she gets a lot of shit with Candace Cameron. Like um, for example, every now and then she'll post pictures of like let's say a friend of hers or something who's gay. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Hello, hello Juan Pablo. Oh my God, she will get so much shit from like, I, because I read the comments from people and it's like, pero, pero que, what do you want? Like, what do you Wait, want? What is your goal? Like, what do you that want? That is my question. You know what? If you don't like her post, unfollow her. Done. 
It's that easy. Right? If she's not, like, if you're one of these, like, very, like, conservative Christians, and to you, she does not uphold Christian the Christian values no, as you, you uphold, you, you, you do you. Unfollow. Good for you. But unfollow her. Right. But that's the follow thing. Follow the Duggars. That's the thing <laughs> is, you know, and, and it's funny because uh, of all people, RuPaul um, would talk about this on, on his podcast with Michelle Visage that, you know, and I think we were guilty of it to a degree. When you first start social media, you respond to everything, even mm-hmm. the negatives. And sometimes like he's, you know, he says, sometimes I would go and like hit ignore and hit block and hit, you know, all these things. And he's like, I stopped doing that. Because then that becomes a badge of honor, right? That becomes something that then they can come back Especially and be like, like a public figure like RuPaul. Right. Like RuPaul responded to me, right? Then they can come or they can come back and be like, oh, I was banned or I was blocked or, you know, it becomes a thing that now they can use to gain attention. Yeah, and that's all these sad people are looking for. Yeah, is attention. Oh yeah, again, do you know how many times? You know what? Let's keep it close to home. Do you know how many times I disagree with things that Billy Corbin posts? Yeah. If I was to post every single time that Billy Corbin posts something that I disagree with, I would have to buy a, well, but you know resign what, like, from my job. He, he's a very good example because like Billy Corbin, and we've had Billy Corbin on the show, and yeah. Billy Corbin has an open invitation Whenever to be on the show again because I really like Billy Corbin. Yeah. I agree. I generally agree with Billy Corbin, and I like his style, mm-hmm. you know, like balls to the wall. Yeah. I like it. But you're right. There's times that I disagree with him. I am not going to go out of my way to like be like, oh Billy, you motherfucker, you know what the you know, because that's how people approach that's what it. they are. That's how they approach it. But it's not even in the sense like, you know, Billy, I disagree with you for these reasons. Right. Right. People get all offensive. Oh, you're this, you're that. They start offending him, you know, taking personally, shots yeah. at him personally. Like, why? Like, just if you disagree with him, keep scrolling. Or unfollow. Or unfollow. And that's or it. that's it. That's it. That's it. Like, it's not hard. And that's if you follow somebody. There are literally people, like I'm telling you. On that post, because I, I checked. I was like, "Oh, do they follow? Are they fans or where?" No, no. So you don't even like us, and you felt the need to like troll. Yep, yep. Well, to quote RuPaul, and it'll be a nice segue to our yes. last soda. If you don't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? <laughs> so we're Ooh. back in 2021, and this is our first. La- soda, soda. Our first the, last soda. Our first last soda. <laughs> our first last soda of the year. I love it that we're starting with like an oxymoron. Yes. <laughs> so, do you want to go first, or no, you go first? I always go first. All right. You don't always go first. Nosotros nos turnamos. So, my last soda um, is actually going to go to somebody who passed away recently. Mm-hmm. Um, although it, it's not her, but real quick, R.I.P. Cloris Leachman. She died. She died today. On Fake Friday. Yeah. She just died like a couple hours ago. Or when well, no, they announced it like the a couple hours ago. The Facts of Life. Facts of Life, Young Frankenstein, Last Picture Show, like the oldest person to be in Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Um, yeah, so she passed away. R.I.P., Oscar winner, Emmy, multiple Emmy winner. So, you know. Also, guys, <laughs> keep praying for Betty White. Um, but that's not, <laughs> neither of them are getting my last soda. My last soda, and I don't know if you know who this, who this gentleman is. Um is going to a former, well, former because he's passed away, but also, you know, it's been a while, um, Cuban-American lawyer mm-hmm. by the name of Osvaldo Soto. Okay. Do you know who Mr. Soto I, is? I, I don't know. Tell me. Okay. So he's a little bit of a controversial figure in the sense that, so he's 
he's from Cuba. Initially, when the revolution started, he was actually on the side of Fidel. But cuando vio que todo estaba revuelto, he was like, this is not for me. He came to Miami. Um, from there, excuse me, he studied law. He, you know, he got his, his degree, his, uh, oh my God, that thing that you have when you're a lawyer. A juris doctor. Eso mismo. So, um, so he came to Miami. He actually took part in the failed 61 invasion of the Bay of Pigs. Oh, wow. He then became a teacher in Wyoming, then Virginia, and then he became a tenured professor at Iowa State before returning to Florida in the mid-70s, which is where he actually learned his law license. License, that's what I was looking for. In 1976, I did not know this. 1976, o sea, only, what, three years before I was born, the Dade County Commission declared the county bilingual and it was common for government documents to be published in Spanish and English. But after the Mario Boatlift, they passed legislation that an ordinance declaring English the official language, prohibiting county funds for translating documents mm. and offering non-emergency services in Spanish or any other language. So he actually led the charge to get that overturned. And he also, um, he founded the Cuban American Bar Association, which is known as CABA. CABA, yeah. Um, some, this, um, the Spanish American League Against Discrimination, or as it's been known, SALAD. Um, and, it, you know, it, he really contributed to that and to the point where, you know, he was supportive back in, again, the 80s, 90s, before it was the hip thing to do, you know, gay lawyers to become judges he was a supporter of, you know, women's uh, rights and, you know, just all forms of general discrimination. And so I wanted to give it to him because I think it's interesting to me that as recent as like the 80s mm-hmm. in Miami, which is such a like Latino city, there was ordinances that were saying like, no, 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 speak English. You don't remember that? Uh, I do. I, don't I remember that. I remember. I don't remember it at all. I distinctly remember when... They were trying to pass English as the uh, official language. And I remember thinking, well, you know, we were much younger back then. I remember thinking, but isn't it the official language? And that's when I found out that, no, that we don't have an, an official, official language. language. Uh, yeah, I remember that. That, the last wave of that, I think happened in the 90s, actually. Really? In, like, the early 90s. But me, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. I feel like that's the last soda I should have given. Well, you know, it, it, listen, don't put me in a box. I would never put you in a box. <laughs> or a and, corner. And then put you in another box and mail it to myself. <laughs> and when it arrives oh, no. at the door, <laughs> I'm going to smash it with a hammer. Don't smash me with a but hammer. first, I will poison you with this. <laughs> Whoever is listening out there and knows what Disney movie that is from, you deserve a lot of soda. I never liked your cream puffs. Never. <laughs> no, Spanish puffs, puffs. Okay, that movie... Okay, okay, okay. We got to give it. Total tangent. Total tangent. The Emperor's Last Groove. New, new groove. groove. That movie is pure comedy. Like, I, cra- I... Actually, I watched that movie the other day with Tristan. Okay, so <laughs> let me tell you about... the. Tristan is currently... He's we seven. all made a consensus that we're... Everybody is... We're all going to um, limit the YouTube. The YouTube was Screen getting time. out of control. Screen time. YouTube. He was watching things on YouTube that, not that I thought were inappropriate in so far that they had sex or violence, but he was watching things on YouTube that were for older kids. Okay. That doing stupid things. Okay. So he was watching things for like thirteen year olds. Yes, and I like I would show them to you, you like uh, guava juice and all these things. 
and he Tristan, you know, six. Yeah. You know, he was six at that moment. And I'm like, no. So we he's on the Disney diet. He could only watch Disney Plus. <laughs> Which is great because now, like, I'm like the other day we were watching The Parent Trap. Which one? The first one. Oh, okay. She's so freaking beautiful, Maureen O'Hara. Yes, oh, from yes. the first one. Yeah, that woman is gorgeous. She, at least like La Pintaron. Like she's. Um, which, by the way, to- a, a tangent of a tangent. <laughs> the transatlantic accent in The Parent Trap, the original one, is high. Like, I.e., the transatlantic accent está like in <laughs> few movies. It could have very been Citizen King. But anyway, <laughs> okay, we're watching. We're totally going off the, the deep end here. We're watching. Um, only, you could only watch Disney Plus. I told him, listen, there is content on Disney Plus to keep you busy for, for the next 30 yeah. years. Yeah. Right? So he's really into Toy Story now. Oh, yeah. So Toy Story on Disney Plus has like like a bunch of little episodes. Oh, like little, shorts. Yeah, little shorts of yeah. Toy Story. And there's a whole like series on little shorts about Forky. Yeah, yeah. The new character. Yeah. Forky is freaking a riot. Like he is a riot. And um, and it also happens to be his favorite character. Well, that and Woody. But um, where, why was I telling all of Emperor's you? Emperor's New Groove is where this started. Okay, so right, so we watched <laughs> Emperor's New Groove, and at the beginning, the Emperor's New Groove starts off a little bit slow. Yes, because he's kind of like explaining, like, "Look at me, I'm a llama," right, and like, right. it doesn't get funny until like really like when well, when he comes a llama. out. Well, yeah. when Isma comes yeah, yeah, out, yeah, 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 because. The 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 take the the star of that show is Eartha is Kit. Eartha Kit. Yeah. Like may she rest in peace. Eartha Kit. Um but man, like I was like, this is a good punishment. Not punishment, but this is a good restriction because you know, we're all so busy that sometimes we sit we yeah. like, don't watch the, as much Disney as we should. Right. But um but I'm like, oh like and then he's watching like the black cauldron and like I've never seen fun and fancy free and like the three caballeros and I'm like he's watching these like older right he's being exposed to yes. things yeah and like he'll tell you that Steam Willie is from 1932 and yeah. you know whatever 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 and he loves he loves 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 this little cartoon that it's the first cartoon Donald the character of Donald Duck came out that it's about a hen who um, she wants to, you know, plant her seeds. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Plant, plant, plant yeah. corn. Yeah, plant corn. Yes. And um, Donald and some other character don't help her. And yeah. then at the end... She goes to like three different people asking for help. Yes, and, and then none of them help her. They're and having a stomach ache. Right, right. And at the end, she makes this feast out of the corn right. she harvested. And she gives them like mineral oil. <laughs> They're right. all like you really know, upset. The lesson being reap what you sow. But the point is that he's only been watching Disney Plus and he's happy about it and I'm happy about it and I'm like all Disney every day. This is their worst things to watch. Forky. Have you seen the Forky vignettes? No. Okay. Like when we're done here, I'm going to show them to you. They are freaking hilarious <laughs> because Forky is like, you know the thing about him? Because you know that he was made by Bonnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? From like trash. trash. So he's always trying to throw himself away. <laughs> oh no, he's a suicidal toy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay, on that tangent. So, back to Last Soda. Back to the Last Soda. Um, actually, I wanted to be really basic and just give the Last Soda to people. I mean, I've given this Last Soda before, but I feel that I need to give it again because we need to shine a light on these people. To all the people, all the first responders that are working, you know, um, 
in hospitals or yes. you know anything having to do with COVID from the people giving the the vaccines. Um, in my family, my parents, my aunt, uncle, my grandmother, they already got vaccinated. Oh, that's good. So you know, it's a bit of a sigh of relief because these are the people that we were the most right. scared of. Because well, you know, I have una tía that's still in the yes, hospital. yes. Because you know what, like with my parents, like. My grandmother's 94. So when I think of my parents and my grandmother, I always think of my grandmother as the older one. And I kind of forget that my parents are in their 70s. Are, are of a certain age. Yes. I, because I don't see myself, my parents as senior citizens. Because to see them older means you have to see yourself older. Yeah. No, but I see like senior citizens as like these white people that go to Boca and play golf. Like, <laughs> you know, and wear Tommy Bahama. Early bird specials. Yes. And- like to me, that's a senior right. not my parents you know whatever my mom goes to Marshall's you know and my dad you know <laughs> even less my parents <laughs> um but anyway I yeah I don't like I see my I see like a senior yeah it's like a white man and woman you know wearing Tommy Bahama in Boca playing golf like to me that's Barbara a Billingsley that's a that's a retired senior not my parents but yeah you, you kind of forget for a second that my yeah. parents are in, in their 70s yeah. so they are at that risk age so you know again they my grandmother my aunt and uncle they all got vaccinated they were fine they got both rounds already uh no they're both their second round is I think next week but they were fine, mm-hmm. so um, no reaction, no nothing. That's great. So um, I took them to one of the um, times they got vaccinated, and um, you know it's like a huge undertaking. And I know there's some problems with that and all right. that, but um, so just those people doing that because you know you're not only are those people being exposed to the virus, even with all the PPE they have, but they're outside and the elements and yeah. it's hot and all that. So, I mean, all these people deserve a last soda and all the, all the kudos, <laughs> all the kudos soda. on a very, very cold last soda. Yes. Yes. Very icy. So, because you know, this whole COVID thing and again, not to be a Debbie downer, uh, it's been going on for a year now and I know we're tired of hearing it and all that, but the numbers are staggering and, mm-hmm. and it, it has, it's gone nowhere. So yeah. I have a theory about it, but we'll get into that another Oh my God! Please don't tell me that you're a conspiracy theory. No, 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 it. not a conspiracy theory. I just uh, I have I have a perspective on it, not oh. a, not a theory. Okay, so well, with that said, that's it. Episode one forty one, our first episode of twenty twenty one in the books. So, do you think we'll be able to do something fun for one fifty? <laughs> Let's have a virtual party. Let's have a Zoom party. <laughs> that could be fun. We tell our listeners, hey, if you want to be part of our Zoom party. That actually could work. This if could we tell work. People, we'll okay, get back gonna, to you, kids. We're going to have a Zoom. Here's the link. Whoever wants to join us, join us. And we could have like conversations. Let's we're going to figure this out. Yeah, we're going to figure that we're out. We're going to figure so, this out, damn it. Well, everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you made it this far, thank you again for joining us in our fourth season, our fourth season premiere. Yes. Um, Who'd have thought? Thank you, thank you, thank you. We owe it all to you. So... As always, grab your patelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. Our our outro did not change. And uh, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And that was episode 141, season four, episode one. That's so many numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Right, Have a great weekend. Happy say. Friday. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomblaplex, 
the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.